get gifty this season at Bloomies, a first-of-its-kind, highly edited new concept store in the Mosaic District. You'll find all the best names in fashion for men and women, like Balenciaga, Givenchy, ALC, Ghani, Golden Goose Deluxe Brand, On Running, and so many more. Just in time to wrap up your holiday shopping and treat yourself to something incredible. Plus, mention this ad and receive a special gift next time you stop by. See you soon at Bloomies. Offer valid one per customer while supplies last. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years, because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. All right, Matthew. That's me. We have a big one today. Do we? A huge hog. Hog? A massive cock. Oh. It's massive. Oh, not again. It's going to be, I think, the best. The best what? Ever. Ever what? Cock. Oh, that you've ever had. Shut up. So... And so got them. Thirty seconds got him. in, we 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 got rid of the people who are gonna easily be offended. Um, so yeah, how you doing? I don't, I don't think that would be the audience that's easily offended. I think we have we honestly gained a new audience who does it. They're like, oh, it's cock talk. Like I'm in. Oh, like like they're, oh. They're, they're they're like oh okay, and we're talking about a a sex pervert movie. So <laughs> they're like, oh, I wouldn't shit. say that. Shit, son of a bitch, I'm in. God damn it! It's eyes wide shut, baby. Oh my god, we're gonna t- we're gonna start with eyes wide shut. We're gonna by, start uh, off with eyes wide shut. You recommended it. I did. Um, you, should we like introduce the podcast real quick, or should we just go straight into it? Uh, you can introduce the podcast. Um, well, it's been a while since we recorded. Uh, That's not true. that they know of, because I haven't uploaded because I've been very busy. So mm-hmm. I apologize for that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um. I think, apart from that, some big stuff coming on the channel. Hopefully, if I have the time for it, we discussed that earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. I don't even know how many people are listening, by the way. Uh, I yeah, it's legitimately very... No the systems for how you check how many people actually listen to your podcast consistently, very vague. It's it's, it's shitty. Very um, vague. Or maybe we're just retarded. Also true. I think I think that could be possible. I don't. I, I don't th- think you're I allowed think, to like, use any, that word. Any word anything in it. life, it's a little bit of both. What you say? Like, it could be a little bit of both. Like I'm an idiot. Uh, I thought you said boat. System. I was like, what the fuck has a boat? A little bit. A little bit of rowboat. You know. Little boat. Little boat. Well, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so so um, we watch we watch movies on this podcast, right? Yeah, we do. Um, we uh, well, I wasn't done introducing my life. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, mean, I don't know how many people are listening. We we do see downloads, but I don't. That doesn't mean anything. It could be the same people just downloading and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We don't know how many people are watching, listening. If you guys enjoy it, that's good. If you guys get offended, let us know somehow. Go follow us on on Instagram. <laughs> Matt, what is it? Uh, Holly. Wait, is it, wait it's Holly <laughs> underscore Wood Bible. Yep. <laughs> Uh, go follow us or follow us go subscribe to the YouTube channel as well um, the Hollywood Bible simple as that 
uh, now that the plug is out of the way and people know because they usually don't stick around to the end or they probably mm-hmm. fall asleep, let's get straight into the movie. Yeah. Matthew, what'd you think? I thought it was pretty brilliant. I Interesting. thought it was. I think this is a uh, very well made, very good movie, a uh, very dreamlike atmosphere. And uh, it's. Mm. To, you see, the thing is, when going into this movie, it was not what I expected. Because when mm. people talk about this movie, I think. Because whenever you look this movie up, it's the. Because, like, spoilers, obviously, it's like the, the orgy scene. Like, yes. that is what, that is the scene, like, you look it up, it's just people in masks, just, like, fucking, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Brilliant that's, scene, by the way. So, I thought that was gonna be, like, the whole movie. Like, at a certain point, it was just that for, like, the rest of it. And it was, like, him keeps going back, whatever. But it's actually not that at all, and it's a very small part of the movie. And I'm glad for that, because what the movie is, instead, is a very interesting portrayal of a, uh of like a marriage and of this guy who who thinks he's of high class and then kind of gets brought back down to reality i guess that's how i interpret it like i'm wow he, he's a man who's i mean not to get it get too into discussion so far so i'll just say it's directed by stanley kubrick who is a genius and <laughs> uh you know and yeah it's uh it's good and you know you know stanley kubrick's good when honestly i can honestly say this movie's brilliant and it's probably his fifth best movie right yeah a lot of people say that it's it's a middling kubrick movie which is still like i mean this is better than most uh good directors like best best movies so i mean pretty good see when i go ahead when i when i first watched it uh i actually was disappointed that there wasn't more not naked scenes i don't really care about that i didn't watch it because of that i watched it because of the people in the masks Mm -hmm. Uh, i was i was disappointed there wasn't enough but when i watched it the second time obviously i knew what i was getting into and that's the interesting part about this podcast is our roles are reversed Mm -hmm. usually you you've seen the movie um but this time i go into it obviously knowing what's gonna happen and it was quite interesting because i thought that having it that certain amount of time was actually pretty good but as we will get on to later there is a segment i always told you about this there's a segment where you can see it got cut i don't know if you saw it but i saw it again i i so you've done way more research into the theories of this movie i did a little bit right after i saw it i've, mm-hmm. I've seen like the bare minimum of like what people are like saying about it whatever um when it comes to the cuts, I know that there are people saying there's 30 or 40 minutes cut from the film. Yes. But I, I've heard mo- I've heard conflicting things on whether that's actually true or the person who says that is reputable. So we can. Okay, but let's just, let's just get into it. So you explain basically. I mean, do you want to explain? I mean, we're already talking spoilers. So, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, we don't really have to explain the plot because I think this is gonna be a, like a really analysis-heavy vi- uh, yeah, video. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you want to explain, like, the basic, like, theories about why, like, like what you want to explore in this video. Sure, sure, sure. So, uh, obviously, when I... I don't know how I found this movie, by the way. I legitimately have no idea. It was on Netflix, I right? I don't know. I don't think so. Huh. That's odd. Yeah, because I thought it... I think it was at one point, and that's why I looked there, and no, I, I had to watch it on Amazon Prime. I watched it on, on Showtime, so... Oh, okay yeah i have i have no idea how i found it but i was intrigued by it because of the elitism mm-hmm. uh and that's why i watched it and we're gonna also i'm gonna tie this in later with the under the silver lake and why that movie is fucking genius as well but mm-hmm. with this movie 
you focused more on the relationship mm-hmm. and I focused more on the elite elitism aspect. Yeah. Now, what do you want do you want me to talk about the 30 minute cut where I think it got cut or do you want me to how do we how do we want to do this? Uh we'll save the cut towards near the end, I guess. Okay. Cuz do you, okay. is does that cut where you think it's cut like happen towards the end? Yeah. Okay, so we can talk about more like the beginning parts, like establishing who the, the characters are and like stuff like that. And then when it's getting to that point, like you'll be like, yeah, I want to talk about it now. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to talk to, like you said, too much about the plot because, uh, quite frankly, the plot is kind of bizarre. Um, but mm-hmm. what what's interesting about this movie is that the second time watching it, after I watched uh, Under the Silver Lake, the, this movie just clicked in my head. Mm-hmm. Because in it, uh, was it Andrew Garfield that said it? it was like basically everything is about sex, or was it somebody else? Topher Grace. Did, no, he say is, that? did someone say that in the movie? Because I know that's an Oscar Wilde quote. So I think someone Every, said that in under under the sober lake. Okay, someone, but some they're quoting Oscar Wilde. Yeah, Oscar right, Wilde yeah, says yeah. everything is about sex except for sex. Sex is power. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And I've never heard a quote to be so true in my goddamn life. When I when I just at first when I heard, it, I was like, "What kind of stupid shit is that?" And then when I just like put it in my head, I was like, "Wait a minute!" It took me like thirty seconds to realize that's so fucking true. Yeah. Everything is about sex except for sex itself. Um, and watching Under the Silver Lake, seeing that, and then linking this to Eyes Wide Shut, I was like, "Nope, this this movie is a lot more. It's not as much about elitism as it is about." the relationship and the sex i was watching the take to an analysis of this ju- today as well mm-hmm. and i'd never seen this analysis and they mostly focus on the relationship aspect as well basically yeah the the cheating aspect how cl- um, how, how oh my god i can't even english mm-hmm. how close they come to cheating but they don't actually do it mm-hmm. the way they talk about cheating uh all the analogies like with the rainbow mm-hmm under the rainbow you see that multiple times and really you can't yeah, yeah. go to you can't go to the end of the rainbow either because like it doesn't exist mm-hmm. um yeah the, the movie I, I think i'm gonna let you focus more on the on that aspect the relationship well, aspect. I, for me the biggest surprise was is like like when i heard about this movie i it, like especially in the description for it like on amazon prime it's like oh he, he tom cruise starts a sexual odyssey or whatever right and so I was like, oh, when when is he going to cheat? Because I was like, well, when is he actually... Like, it was like halfway through the movie. I'm like, when is he actually going to have sex with anyone? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like really weird. Because he sees other people have sex. He Well, the movie starts off really like... Starts sh- off with her naked. <laughs> starts off with a bang. They <laughs> they go to... Or a ball. A speed ball. Oh, wow. Uh, which, if you don't know what that is, that's cocaine heroin. That's what killed... Uh, was Jim no John Belushi yeah that's what killed like a a bunch of like famous people have died from speedballs but yeah anyway uh it starts out with they uh Tom Cruise and his wife Nicole Kidman who in real life were married which Mm -hmm. adds I think a little bit more to like that relationship because I don't there's like weird not to get off topic but there's weird meta aspects in this movie that like I don't know are entirely intentional for example deteriorating relationship between the two and the tabloids were all over the fact at the time that Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman's like relationship was kind of like on the rocks. Right. There's also been a lot of theories over the years that Tom Cruise himself is gay, and you know, there's the one scene where he's walking and they're just yelling like, like ex- yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Go yelling back to the, the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, like yelling like gay slurs at him, and it's it's like 
it's like wh- how much of this is like a meta narrative and how much is it just like coincidental you know what i mean like you know that, uh, that... stanley used the furniture from his own house to decorate their house Re- wait stanley kubrick yeah his he furniture? furniture his furniture that is in his house he used it to decorate uh bill and alice's house that's actually very that's very cool well one of the things i people talk about this movie is that well not real but like people say that like oh this is like because every other stanley kubrick movie is more i guess like has i'm not gonna say like bigger themes but it's like stanley kubrick didn't make a movie for 12 years like his last movie before this was full metal jacket in 87 and that was a war film and so it's kind of weird to see him kind of like this movie it's weird to call it mundane but the themes are more mundane about like you know the idea of like cheating and like relationships or whatever it's just like made bigger due to like you know the classism stuff and like the sex cults and all that yeah it's like weird to think about so like it's kind of weird he's putting his own furniture and it's almost as if like during that 12 years he like you know like he was living with his family whatever just like taking care of his family like is like is it kind of like a him putting himself in the role type of thing like did he get inspired based off like his own life like that's like really yeah interesting yeah. to me people were saying because um they, they were talking about in the movie how stanley stanley kubrick is talking about uh the illuminati and things like that he's talking about things that he might be involved in or he's seen Mm-hmm. And another conspiracy is that he died right afterwards because he didn't he didn't want to get rid of the thirty minutes, uh, so they magically had him killed. Apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go on. Yeah, it's just uh, I don't know where it's yeah. It starts with a bang, and uh, they uh, they go to the party. It's like a very high class, or at least it appears we as mm-hmm. an audience are like, oh, these are very high class people. You know, suits, mm-hmm. piano players, everything. And, uh, you know, Tom Cruise's character is told to go to the bathroom to help his uh, doctor friend. Is he a doctor? He's, like, something yeah, like that. He Tom Cruise is a doctor. No, his friend. Like, a victor? His f- friend? I don't know what he is. I forget. I never paid attention Yeah, to he's him. a very high... All I, all you know, need to know, he's a, he's a high-class individual. And so you higher s- than Tom. Hi- slightly higher than Tom, as you find out mm-hmm. later. But, mm-hmm. anyway, so you go, and uh, a girl does a speedball... Uh, a girl he was with and uh she died or she or tom cruise has to like save her whatever right mm-hmm. so already you're like huh okay like this is starting like really weird and the the actual first scene of this movie like the first frame is nicole kidman taking her clothes off so uh, let, let me talk a little bit about the the relationship aspect simply because i have seen the fucking video on it for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. um so nicole kidman Right away, it starts off with her naked, and what what the take said is that when you see that frame, it's through the eyes of Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. because it happens so quickly, right? It's not seductive. It's just like, okay, yeah, seeing her naked, it's whatever. Now, I found that strange because, uh, like, she's getting changed. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So you're you're not gonna do it seductively anyway. Who takes off their fucking clothes like that? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna. So I found that strange. But what I did like what they said was about how they automatically start off with a lie you remember when they're dancing and she's like tom i gotta or tom bill i gotta go pee like i have to go pee really bad yeah she doesn't she just grabs a drink and fuck who drinks like that when they have to pee bro what the fuck? <laughs> so she didn't have to pee she just didn't want to hang out with the other people yeah uh tom's friend 
Tom. I keep saying, you know what? Fuck it. Tom's friend. Yeah. And Tom's friend was the piano player. We'll get on to later. But he, he recognizes him and shit starts to get wild after that. And then later on in that same party scene, it's funny because Tom Cruise is with these two young models. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nicole Kidman is with this older guy. Both of them, if, if you remember, Nicole Kidman says, oh, I can't. I'm married. And then I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but basically she accuses Tom of doing the same thing and has an issue with it. But yes. we can we can get on to that later. No, but it's basically like they're they're not cheating on each other, but they are like talking to these these people who they are not married to, like very like intimately and like very like Nicole Kidman's also like almost like kissing this other guy while dancing. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise yeah. is almost led to like have sex with these like two women whatever like there's a lot of almost having sex with people in this movie like, yeah tom cruise almost nicole kidman almost like it's it's kind of like a running theme and i think it's one of the biggest themes of the movie which is like mm-hmm. what counts as truly like cheating on your significant other yeah you know like what what is the line you know it happens all the time like oh like do you fantasize about other girls like do you do you uh like why are you looking her at her like that like where what is the line you know what i mean right and it's like like who made these lines like why why isn't it that like tom cruise can't like at least or like nicole kidman can't at least like fantasize about another man you know let's get straight into that i think when basically after the party scene whatever uh after you know he saves that woman's life they go off home they arrive home they next scene you get is that they go through their lives tom cruise is the doctor he sees one of the first scene one of the first scene not the first scene i apologize one of the scenes is when he's saving the girl in the party she's naked completely naked mm-hmm. tom completely of he, he doesn't even look at her tits right he's like oh she have to go save her mm-hmm. during the day the next day while he's at work there's another scene where there's a girl naked right because he's a fucking doctor but basically they're going through their lives and then at the end she grabs marijuana they're about to smoke and then she lays it on him she lays it on him like fucking ridiculous like the ridiculous people that they are she's Mm -hmm. basically saying what the fuck why do you think that i couldn't i don't have those types of feelings because basically tom is saying that women don't think like that women don't need to cheat they don't have the urges Mm-hmm. she's saying that oh yeah because guys have to fucking put it in everything and they have the age-old debate and i think nicole kidman at first i found her very annoying in, in when i first watched it and then the second time i watched it, i'm like dude she has some good fucking points oh absolutely yeah and it's it's interesting though when i rewatched it again i found out that like i mentioned earlier in the podcast she says she accuses tom of basically staying with her and not cheating on her because he's obliged to because he's married so he can't mm-hmm. but nicole does the same exact thing with the with the hungarian guy in the party yes it's true yeah so both of them oh i wouldn't cheat because i'm married it's, it's interesting right but then she immediately in a sick way just says i fantasize about this dude and if he asked me to, I would have done it right then and there. And I would have broken up everything. And they have a kid together as well. I would have broken up yeah. the marriage. I wouldn't have cared about anything just to have one night with him. Yeah. Now, and, I, and this kind of sparks Tom Cruise character. like Going on, on Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's compared to Odyssey uh, and Odysseus. 
mm-hmm. in that in that narrative because if you look at it in in the Odyssey, I don't know if you remember, but basically he fucks a whole bunch of women. Yeah, that's basically that's mostly what I remember from the Odyssey is him yeah. going from place to place, just having sex with women, just throwing them away, and then getting back to his wife like, all right, well I'm back. Yeah, and while she doesn't, she just stays inside while she has men going after her, and she's like, nope, I'm gonna wait home and for my husband because of like the like social norms at the time, like she's she she can't have sex with those men she has to be like no 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 i'm the good wife well it's okay for the man to basically go out and like have sex with these women and come home and be like yeah sorry didn't he stay on an island for like years yeah it was supposed to to take her yeah there was one it felt like 30 minutes but it was like years right or unless i'm thinking something completely different yes he was on an island uh was it the story where it was like six it was like six years, but it felt like thirty. Or am I thinking? I don't. I don't remember. I just know that he was on an island. Yeah, for a long uh, time. it was like freshman yeah. year high school. Yeah, I think we yeah. were in the same class. Um, but, so yeah, gone. Yeah, it's but no, but it's basically like he tries to have like a, or at least he's tempted to, like have that kind of like odyssey in a way. But it seems like at every point he's like almost about to, and then he stops or, himself. And also, also like other things stop him as well from doing it um but another interesting point throughout this so you got the sense of like cheating right for me it was the sense of and it's funny because last week well not last week but last podcast we did which isn't out yet by the time we're recording this we we spoke about love basically Mm -hmm. and yeah i didn't like that movie because of its representation about it and the reason I didn't like mm-hmm. it and the representation is because that's not what it is. I think this movie does a very mm-hmm. good job. I don't think this is the best, and this isn't like the best case scenario, but this is the most realistic case. This is what it is. Because mm-hmm. when you look at it, the whole point of this movie is what you're not. What you present yourself as, but what you're not. You put a mask on, things like that. You remember mm-hmm. when he goes to the girl whose father has just died and he sh- she's about to get married, moved to Michigan, I think. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, Carl. Carl. So, motherfucking Fuck Carl. She he looks pretty much kind of like Tom Cruise, right? Pretty similar. In in a pretty way. Similar, yeah. Nothing special, nothing different. Tom's a doctor, he's a professor. I mean, the money difference sure, but they're not worried about money. They're fucking rich anyway. So, mm-hmm. but she says, oh, I love you to Tom. Why? Because yeah. he's not her fucking soon-to-be husband. No, it's, yeah, there's definitely an element of, like, I don't know, just, like, the wanting of what you don't exactly. already have, I guess. Like, the the always, like, yeah, like, you already have something, you're used to it, you, you liked the beginning of it, which... This mm-hmm. is a theme that uh, we're gonna get into in the next oh, podcast, dear. but uh, we'll talk oh, about dear. that at the end. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> foreshadowing. But uh, yeah, this yeah, it's definitely like there's a lot of that. Um, do we just want to keep going through like his like specific like the locations yeah, we can do he that. goes I'll, to? You can take on the next one. Um, is the prostitute next? Is yes, it's because yes, it's before so the bar. He, yeah, he he leaves. Because she comes on to him and he's like, uh, you're married. And that's yeah. actually pretty interesting because like, it's not like, no, I'm married. No, you're married. Like, no, you're married. 
like you you shouldn't be doing this because you're married like i did, did he say it. that or did he say that you're not in the right state of mind was it that i think it was right you're not in the right state you, of mind you could be right but i feel like well i think it was actually no i think he did say i'm married and you're about to be married something of like that i could be completely wrong i feel mm-hmm. like you're leaning more right so yeah right uh but he then leaves he sees a prostitute she invites him up he's about to have sex with the prostitute and then yo can we talk about this real quick uh-huh. This always pisses me off. Why the fuck did he kiss her? Who? Who kisses a prostitute? Did he? Yeah. N- no, he doesn't. He kissed her. Okay, you've seen it twice, so I'm going to believe you. But, oh, that makes the, uh... Yeah. Well, well, actually, no. Well... He kissed her. I'm 99% sure that was a kiss. They definitely, like, touched lips. So I'm pretty sure it was a kiss. Okay. Why? Who does that? Who kisses a prostitute? Uh, I mean, some people like the int- intimacy. That's the Friday. dumbest. Holy shit! You don't, you don't get a prostitute for intimacy. You get a prostitute to fuck. No, but some people get them to like be intimate because that's what gets them off. Then you don't get a streetwalker. You get a fucking escort. Hey, listen, man. I I only live here. All right. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. But yeah, go on. That was the only part that actually pissed me off in the well, movie. Well, no, that re changes because of what happens later. But yeah, I'm just gonna keep yeah. going. So like, he gets a call from his wife. He decides, no, I'm not gonna have sex with you, but I will pay you anyway. Yeah. This whole Good thing. Man. Now that I think about it, it feels very like novel esque. Like, there's a lot what of like mean? characters just kind of going to locations and like, like having like little. I don't know. It's, it feels like uh, it. It feels like a like a first person like narrative. You know what I mean? Like he's just kind of going through, and then like he meets the uh, fuck. What is it? Oh, he goes to the club and meets his friend, the beha- uh, the piano guy. Yeah, the pianist. The pianist. Yes. Pianist. Pianist. <laughs> anyway, he uh, what is it? He basically. He's, they're like talking back and forth, whatever, and uh, the penis reveals. He's like, "Yeah, I uh, I do this one like one Fidelio. performance where I'm uh, blindfolded." And he's like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, like they didn't tie it on so good uh, one time, and I saw things you wouldn't believe." Fidelio, Fidelio. Yes, he uh, he then gets a call. He's like, "Yeah, it's tonight." He's like, "Well, I want to go now." He's like, "Well, you need a mask and you need a robe." So he then goes to the uh, the costume place <laughs> with. <laughs> Dude, this this part was fucking. Right, so he goes to the costume place and to get a costume from uh, the guy. It's like really late, so he like walks in. He gets like a mask and whatever. And his daughter is getting like just fucking. She getting fucked. She in by, the ass and in the mouth by two uh, two Asian guys. Yes, sir. Two very old Asian men, and she's only like sixteen years old. That's what we think. Yeah, and she could be, uh, she could be twelve. <laughs> and we'll get back to it later because like there's like a real build-up of like sexual like deviancy yeah and then it like comes crashing but like i'm gonna keep building up so he gets it he takes the taxi this part was like absurd to me because if i was a taxi guy i would not have stayed there that long so he drives to the mansion where this like like quote-unquote party supposed to happen tom cruise is like i'll either be out in 10 minutes or an hour either way i'll pay you extra to stay I'd be like, hell no, this is a creepy ass fucking... See, but when the taxi driver is probably like, you need some money. 
oh no, I know. It's not like a flaw in the movie, but like just me, I'd be like, dude, I'm not staying. This fucking boy. These people are creepy as but hell. See, that's why you're not a taxi driver, Matthew. You, you don't yeah. understand the struggle. I, I honestly, I don't. I guess have I you don't. ever done taxi missions in GTA? You know the struggle. Oh God, those were terrible. <laughs> God, he, they, they were never worth it. Never. I kind of want to play that game now. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, you after an hour, you'll be like, yeah, never mind, because that's that's uh, that's GTA Four. But anyway, he then enters the most famous scene in the movie. The scene anyone who thinks about this movie, I think, I think honestly, like it has its own term now for like what happens in this movie. Like whenever anyone talks about a Hollywood party, they're like, like I was watching a uh, an old Conan episode with uh, Bill Burr on it. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, all those yaks with their, uh, you know, with their eyes wide shut parties. And like Joe Rogan used the term they. too. He's like, yeah, I went to an eyes wide shut party the other day. Uh, one of those Hollywood things. How like, like, dare they? <laughs> How dare those? Fu- I like Joe too. How dare those fuckers? What, calling say it that? A, calling him an, an eyes wide shut party. If you are not elite, you are not at an eyes wide uh, eyes wide. No, show but party. he was going to no, no no. But he was going to like Hollywood elite like fucking nope. party. If you're in Hollywood, you are not an elite. Uh no, that's not true. No, that is completely. I'm talking about elites, like elite. W- would you consider Weinstein an elite? No. Okay. Then Absolutely again, not. then by that standard, no. He's a like... crumb. He's an ant. <laughs> He is a fucking pathetic, fat piece of shit I'm who not cannot di- compete am, with am, the elites. I'm not disagreeing with you. However, Never put disrespect on the elites like that. I'm all right. This is not elite propaganda, everyone. We're we are not pro elite here. We are not trying to uh, try, not trying to. Uh, anyway, he goes to the fucking eyes wide shut party in the movie Eyes Wide Shut, and uh, <laughs> he fucking he uh, he goes in, and it's basically like. There's, they have masks on. There's, like, demon shit happening. It's, like, insane. Yeah. Like, it's, like, a It's cult. amazing. It's amazing. Genuinely, like, I was, like, because the movie's pretty slow. Like, it has a very deliberate pace. And mm-hmm. it, it ha- this happens, like, an hour 30 in. And, like, basically, like, everything's been pretty mundane so far. And, like, I, I remember I was, like, pretty tired. I was in the perfect mood watching this. I was, yeah. like, kind of tired at night. And I was like, okay, like this is getting pretty weird, whatever. And then this just like woke me the fuck up. Yeah, like, same this, thing happened to me. And like, I people talk about this scene a lot. And honestly, like we can get into all the theories, whatever, about like classism, and, and we will. But like, just in terms of on a filmmaking level, like this this scene is just like incredible. It's superb. It's you're introduced to this world that you have no context for, and it is you literally are seeing it through Tom Cruise's eyes. And it is like, what the fuck is this? Like, it is such a... Like, I like to know, like, know the person who, like, saw this movie in 99 who had no idea what it was about. Because they must have had their fucking minds blown. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people, um... And, you know, I think that's why I don't appreciate it too much, as much as I should. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people then, when they watched, they probably were exposed for the first time. Like, this is what people do. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Bohemian Grove and all that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all prevalent now because, like, we have a lot of technology. We can see shit. But yeah. this is what they do. They have rituals. Mm-hmm. Like, they're fucking weird people, man. And I think we talked about this before where it's only people who are so civilized. Because to be at the elite, you have to be well-mannered. You have to be civilized. You have to know what you're doing, be on top of everything. That's exhausting, and that's not what we really are. Yeah, no. We want to fuck shit up. 
Mm-hmm. So they do this, and this is their a way out, pretty much. Yeah, and it's it's just like it's amazing, an, an intoxicating scene. So like good. it's like it's it's worth the hype, and it's I'm... genuinely full of tension because when they do oust Tom Cruise, they're like, "You don't belong here." Like you don't know what's gonna Dude, happen. The at this first point. scene when he walks in, and then the guy stares at him. That is amazing. Yeah. From the top, like he's just looking down. I loved it. He's just yeah. looking down on and him. Then, like, no, and then when the guy's like, "Oh yeah, your taxi, uh, your taxi man wants to talk to you," and he walks out and he realizes he's been tricked, and everyone is just staring right at him. Like you're like, dude, like, because at that point you're like, okay, where's the movie going from here? Like, where could it go? It's, it's fucking incredible. Yeah. You know? Bundling home and car insurance with Geico is so easy. Your neighbors are probably already doing it, but who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Shop Mattress Firm's year-end sale and put an end to junk sleep. Save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase, up to a $4.99 value. Or shop top-selling brands and get up to 50% off select mattresses, like Sealy Twin Mattresses starting at $224.99 or Serta Twin Mattresses at $349.99. And shop with confidence thanks to our low-price guarantee. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Um, I'm happy you watched it at nighttime. Uh, very happy about that because I felt that if you did watch it at nighttime, it would be better, and mm-hmm. it was better. Yeah. So, I think though with this scene, Tom Cruise is a fucking idiot, bro. It was so obvious there wasn't a second password. I I did. You see, my, I've seen so many movies with like stuff like this that like I would probably say, ah, oh, there there isn't a second password, but like. In the context, you're probably like, oh, fuck. Nah, for this, like, the, even the first time I watched it, I was like, it's so obvious there's not a second password. They would not have two passwords. You know why? Because it's impossible for one person to get the first password. No, it's true. So, you think that, I, I mean, it's not like they had, like, a group chat, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it was 1999, but they have a flip phone. They go all get pagers. They got <laughs> fucking... <laughs> yeah, they, they fucking, uh, they mailed it to each other. Yeah, they fucking send pigeons, these bastards. Yeah, they um, sent. They sent. Oh, what were the Harry Potter birds that like exploded after they were done delivering the message? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, it was it the birds who exploded? Oh no, it was the message that like would like uh, crumble or, or like. It was burn. the it was the howler. That's what it was called. Yeah, the, yeah, the paper. Yeah. It was called the howler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they they send those around. Yeah, but with no this scene, this entire part was incredible. As soon as the taxi pulls up, you're like, shit's about to pick up. Mm-hmm. And then when they're like. Can we have the password, please? Fidelio. Fidelio. How do you say it? Fidelio? Fidelio? Fidelio. Fidelio. You know what that means? What does it mean? Well, it's it's a... It's a... Be- is it Beethoven's opera? It's somebody's opera. Um, I'm guessing where... Beethoven because Kubrick's a really big Beethoven guy. Okay, then yeah, Beethoven. They mentioned it in, in the movie. I think it's Beethoven. And it's basically an opera about a woman, I think, not cheating on his husband. On her husband. Huh. That's yeah. yeah, yeah that, that's a Kubrick move right there. Yeah. So, walks in, massive ass house. Like, something that I want. You know what I mean? But I want to mm-hmm. build. 
and incredible house walks I, I, in. I think the thing is the best part. Like you say, massive house, but like we don't really know how massive. Yeah, and I think that's the best part. Like we're not like, oh, okay, like this feels like a small house. Like I'm like, how far does this house go? Like how many? It reminded rooms me are of there? the, you know, in the Joker. Oh, you see his Bruce Wayne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it looked like Badass. Yeah, it reminded me of that. Yeah, but, the, um, dude, Bruce, uh, uh, Thomas Wayne was an elite. Confirmed. Dude, he fucking damn right he was. Mm-hmm. Stupid true. prick got shot up. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dumbass bitch. <laughs> you gotta give the pearls away too. Fuck you, Martha. But, mm-hmm. um, no, th- as soon as he walks in, puts the mask on, and they started doing the ritual, bro. Holy shit. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Looks it's, down uh, on him, says, who the fuck is this peasant? And what I liked about it was, this is why when people, like, actively try to shit on someone, I'm very confused by it. Because let's say someone's talking shit to me. What I look at it, and what many smart people do, is they're like, oh, he's insecure about something, or she's insecure about something. Mm-hmm. Because when you're at your the top of your fucking game, you're not like, well, fuck you, you piece of shit. You know what you do? You stare at that guy and say, hey, yo. If you don't stop doing and acting like a child, I'm going to kick you out. And in this case, it was, hey, Tom, if you don't tell me the second password, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Just straight face, nothing. And, and he's saved not- by a completely random person. Or yes. at least we think. Very hot woman. Yes. I mean, you can't I- see her face, but you, can, you can't matter. see anyone's I don't face. Wanna, I, don't, I don't need to see oh, her face. Oh, this fucker. <laughs> Rick's like, oh, finally. Sex I can I, enjoy. I don't have to I look at them. I don't have to look at them. <laughs> Yo, no, bro. I w- those mask parties, genuinely, like I'm so into those types of like I've never been in one, obviously, but they're like the old school parties like that. I'm so into that. I find it fascinating. Oh yeah, like there's something like very like intoxicating about it, and like like dang, and it feels like like especially like in this, like you're looking into it. You know what I mean? But you feel like yeah. if you were in it your soul would like be crushed you know what yeah. i mean like your soul would deteriorate being in something like this like the you know girls I mean? were getting hammered bro like genuinely they were getting fucked up yeah it was and, like Pornhub couldn't it, do anything it just really like it makes you think too you're like well like they're obviously consensually like mm-hmm. taking part in this ceremony you know because it, it like it in a good way it raises so many questions like Okay, why are they actually taking part in this? Like, are are they? Is it well, I don't think the girls are elites. I think no, I don't think so either. I think they're prostitutes. Oh yeah, I think they are specific, like prostitutes being like maybe passed around or like I don't know. Like, the thing is, there's and I want to talk about this too. There's like a definite theme of like, I I don't know, like children, like in like grooming, I guess. Really? No, I I didn't see that. Where'd you pick that up? Oh okay, well. I mean, I guess we could talk about it now. So, like, well, actually, I'll talk about more when we talk about like the re- like the second half, basically, okay. like at what happens after this. But like, yeah, um, what's it called? So yeah, he gets outed. Somebody decides to save his life, and then he's told to leave. Basically, that's what happens. He goes home. He's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck just happened?" And he basically starts recounting his steps in a way, uh, for like. 30 40 minutes of the movie he like goes back and like so he goes to uh the same like club and he's trying to find the pianist because uh the pianist was there and then like you find out oh yeah he was beaten and he was like forced out of his hotel room and he like he had to 
bunch of like strange men came and moved them. And then he goes to he goes to the same house, and then there's a camera, and like uh, a guy comes out, gives him a letter that says, you know, and, and that's what I mean too. You know, they 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 weren't like we're gonna beat the shit out of you. They were like, here's a letter. Take mm-hmm. this at your own will. If you're smart, you'll fuck off. If you're dumb, we'll beat the fuck out of you. And we'll yeah, probably kill you. You know, it's pretty nice of them to... Uh, yes! <laughs> to, to that's fucking... what I mean. <laughs> that, like, that's, that's genius. You know what I mean? And people are like that. Yeah, because... I don't want to give, uh, you know, uh, elites too much credit. But, uh, I mean, oh, I'm going to give them all the credit. I, I'm, just, I'll, I'll give it to them. No, no, I'm not the type to give those people, types of people, those parasites credit. But, I'll give them credit. It's all good. Fucking amazing people. Good people. Hot, hot take. <laughs> the, the views expressed in this podcast are not that of both members. But, Elite, you know, elites, great people. Great people. But no, I, but you do. It's accurate though, right? Like when you yeah. when you see people like that, and it's not just obviously elite, but maybe elite in terms of their they have power, right? They're just gonna laugh. Let's say, for example, a, a UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. If you're in a confrontation in a bar, and the guy knows MMA, he's not gonna be like, "Oh, fuck you up." He's gonna be calm. Mm-hmm. It's the calm people you gotta watch out for because it's like, if this motherfucker is this calm, he's gonna fuck me up because he he has that much faith in his ability. He's not worried about you. Yeah, that's yeah, what. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like yeah. they have so much power, they consider him exactly. only like a minor pest. Really. Yeah, they're like, you're inconveniencing us. You're not letting us have a good orgy. Fuck you. Yeah, and so. He basically is like, fuck, where does he... Does he go back to the prostitute's house or does he go to the morgue first? No, the morgue is later. Okay, the morgue is later. Okay. Oh, yeah, the morgue is right before... Okay, okay. So he goes uh, back to the prostitute's house and her roommate is there. And basically, it's like recounting every, like, step of, like, the previous night. So actually, first, he calls um, the woman whose husband just died, or father's just died, excuse me. And wait, like wait, hug- wait, doesn't he go to the store first? Doesn't he return the shit? No, I believe he calls at work first. He call no, okay, no, no. He goes. Oh fuck! I'm trying to remember. I think I think he goes. Okay, I'm to just gonna go. First. I'm just gonna go from the timeline of the originally because I don't remember how he does it the second time. So okay, okay. He does call the the woman whose uh, father died, and he's like, and he tries, to, and then the husband picks up. He's like, fuck! I can't have sex with her now, even though she came on to me. He goes yeah. to the prostitute, and it kind of seems like the roommate's going to have sex with her, and then she's like, oh, um, I just want to let you know, like, my roommate uh, has HIV. And so, yeah. any, like, mood is killed there. He's not going to have sex with that girl. <laughs> and Absolutely. then, um, this is when I'm talking about the grooming. He goes to return the mask and the, uh, and the robe. Oh, okay. And okay. then, the father, who, uh, at, like, the night before, like, was basically like locked in the uh, Asian dudes, whatever. Those mm-hmm. Asian dudes then, like, come out and they're like, uh, come out with the daughter and are like, hey, what's up? And then Tom Cruise goes, didn't, weren't you gonna get those men arrested? She's like, he's like, well, you know, uh, they they drove things like change. quite a bar- things change, you know, they drove quite a bargain. Just so I let you know, you can get whatever you want with the right amount of money. So the interesting part about all of this is that apparently, now I didn't see this, but if apparently if you pay attention. To the scenes, they've changed slightly. Mm-hmm. They're altered to induce this dreamlike sequence because you know in dreams everything is fuzzy, everything is not clear. Yeah. So they move some shit around. So people are saying that this was done on purpose because it introduces the dreamlike element, and in that, 
in that store you can see some things have moved around a lot oh, of yeah. things have changed no apparently um in some of the, like the new york like landscape shots some things are slightly wrong like mm-hmm. there are like buildings that are like just like slightly wrong or like the like certain landmarks that are slightly wrong that if you really pay attention you can realize it and it's supposed to like have this like kind of feeling of like this is like not what is this is not really reality you know yeah like that's supposed to be and when it comes to like the grooming stuff that kind of like that kind of put it in my head when like the father did that because i'm like oh like the women in these rituals they were maybe groomed similarly to how this like guy is grooming like his daughter yeah that's that's something and like that and it's not something the movie says like oh yeah these women were groomed like it's they kind of like put stuff like that in your head so like it like makes you think about it and like that's way more creepy than just like like that implication that like that might be what's going on that like makes it way more creepy to me now the weird but let's go back real quick to the party scene Mm -hmm. uh First of all, the guy with the, the red cloak, bro, I, is he talking backwards? Like, if I rewind it and watch it, can I understand what he's saying? I don't know. Because I didn't look it up, but is like, is that a thing? I don't know. Because when I was listening to it the second time, I was like, it sounds like he's talking in reverse. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Um, What was I going to... Okay, so how does the girl know that it's him? Um, so that girl is the girl from the opening scene, right? Yes, it is. It it is Amanda. What I am, I don't know, actually. Yeah, because I thought at first his mask didn't cover his whole face, Mm -hmm. but it does. Now you can say like, no, 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 actually I know because later in the movie, not to like get ahead of myself, but when, but when, uh, his friend goes, yeah, of course I knew it was you in there or like i like he knew about the pianist and whatever so like she recognized i guess she recognizes a mask that isn't like uh, that's not like that but she, how would she know it's him i don't know it's kind of well the thing is the movie's very dreamlike in a way too so like i can kind of buy stuff like that but it, yeah it's kind of i don't know it's weird it's I, weird i guess it's just kind of like everyone like everyone kind of looks at him like huh this is not one of us you know what i mean right but she she ends up saving oh okay maybe maybe she, she looks at- maybe she doesn't know it's tom cruise specifically but she thinks it's somebody who doesn't belong yeah. there and she's like get out of this that's the kind of uh, yeah now that i'm thinking about it, that's what i remember yeah. what, while i was watching it she's i'm like okay this is probably some random person who's like get out before like you're part of like this world you know what yeah I mean? and then later on she realizes it's tom cruise because he mm-hmm. takes his mask off Mm-hmm. And and that's when she's like, I'm gonna save him because yeah. he saved her life. Okay, it all yeah, yeah it all yeah. makes sense. Okay, I I can fuck with that. Um, yeah, that I we can we can move on from yeah. So like you know the grooming and like there's so much stuff that's like the implication. And while this is all happening, Cruz keeps getting. Uh, it's funny that it's like yeah, Tom Cruise himself is like getting yeah. <laughs> like uh, Tom Cruise is getting like these like tr- like he's like. Being not, not fantasizing but he's like thinking about his wife having sex with the oh, sailor right. yeah like right. the whole thing and it basically Each motivates time it gets worse yeah like he way. just continuously he's like having sex with nicole kidman and uh it's like it basically motivates him through like the whole thing and then he's kind of brought to like a stark reality after like everything basically 
So he, then later on, he f- um, finds out because he's being chased mm-hmm. by this. Not chased. That's the wrong one. He's being followed by this one guy, which that scene. God damn. God damn. That's amazing, man. The yeah. fear on his eyes. Yeah. He didn't even do anything. He was just following him. He was just looking at him. <laughs> like, that's incredible. The fear that people have. But he then later finds out. He picks up a newspaper and he's like, oh, shit. Somebody died. Mm-hmm. And the name in that was Amanda. That was the same girl in the opening scene. That was the same girl that ended up saving his life. Yeah. So he then goes to the morgue, looks at the body. I thought he was about to kiss the body. Uh, he doesn't kiss the body because he loves fucking kissing everything else, this fucking weirdo. <laughs> so then I think after the morgue is that's when he goes to that man's house, right? I believe so because then uh someone's like oh yeah or like he gets called or whatever like yeah you need to come to my house and uh it's the guy victor like one of the elites and he's like i'm gonna be blown with you tom uh i know what you're doing and it, of course he doesn't say tom his character's name is bill <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you tom cruise i know what you're doing man but uh Shit. he's like uh he basically explains to him he's like i was at that party yo what were you thinking doing there you know whatever and tom cruise keeps like saying like oh like how do you know this whatever like what happened to the girl like what happened to the pianist and every so like he's like what happened to the p- uh, pianist nick and he's like oh no, no we gave him we gave him a nice flight like somewhere he's going back to his family okay what happened to the girl oh she just you know she had a good drug problem anyway you know i think that every single thing that he said to tom cruise was not the truth Yo, yeah, absolutely, it's not the truth. Like, he gave the most... He's like, all right, I'm be honest with you now, Tom. Yo, let's be 100%. Like, she was a drug addict, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, something definitely happened. You know? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. too convenient. You know what I mean? I, I also think this is where the 30-minute cut happens. And it doesn't make sense. Why do you think it doesn't make sense? So, so I thought there was a 30-minute cut. Originally, when I first watched it, I thought it was before. Mm-hmm. before this scene took place and then i watched the scene because by the way i'm, I'm looking for the cut because i know about the cut before i even saw it for the first time so i'm like okay there's a 30 minute cup and they cut and they said it's obvious so i'm like okay i'm looking for it so far i'm like okay well that's kind of a weird cut but the whole movie's kind of weird so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. and then right after this scene finishes there's a I, to me it doesn't it there's a big jump mm-hmm. and it doesn't work so it's when he gets back to his house, right? Yeah. Okay. In between that scene, there there's something cut out. You think so? It just jumps. Yeah. Bro, it just jumps. They they're having a conversation and I think the last thing he said was like, "Do you understand me, Bill?" I think I think that's what he says. Uh, somewhere to those lines. The conversation is finished, but then it just ends. 30 minutes and it, I think you that's see, where it's cut. You see, that didn't really jump out to me. Maybe on a second watch it would, but like I just was like, it, I had the same reaction to you, like, oh yeah, like this movie's kind of weird anyway, like it doesn't really. But that doesn't add it. It doesn't follow what the other cuts were doing, because the other cuts it was like, okay, this is kind of strange, it's a hard cut, but it's progressing to the next thing. With with this one, it was like, Tom figures out that he's been got, and then he goes home, and he's already spooked out anyway. Yeah, well, but, he goes home, and then probably. the mask is on his bed. Oh, so, yeah, when he goes home, uh, well, after the cut, he goes home, and uh, the mask is on his bed, correct? Yes. 
Yes. So, I don't know. It felt logical to me. Like, I don't like being a conspiracy theorist when I... But the thing is, I, I only read the bare amount of, like, about, like, the cut, whatever. And, like, I read, like, one thing that said, oh, yeah, the person who said that was, like, a schizophrenic whatever but like i, I don't think because and i don't think we I don't will because i think really warner brothers i'm not sure but i think warner brothers said oh the reason it got cut was because there was a lot of nude scenes so i think mm-hmm. warner brothers addressed that there was a cut i okay. think it's one of those things where if it ever came out the footage I would definitely watch it. I mean, release that Snyder. <laughs> Come on. You re- <laughs> release, release the, release the oh Stanley Cup. God, could you imagine? It's owned by Warner Brothers, HBO Max. Dude, that's how... Oh, um, my God. Dude, I would... Okay, I'd get HBO Max to release the Stanley Cup. They need Cut to do that. Of, uh, <laughs> I, feel, I feel dirty talking about making a Snyder Cut like reference to like a Stanley Kubrick film. but uh, <laughs> like It feels like combining trash and uh the mona lisa greatness yeah <laughs> but anyway he goes home he sees the mask he starts crying she's like what what's wrong and then he's like i'm gonna tell you everything and i side note i think it's weird how i always thought nicole kidman was one of the main characters of this movie but she's kind of barely in it yeah it's, it's mostly it's a tom, a tom cruise documentary yeah, it's, it's a tom cruise movie more than anything like there's very little i'd say she's honestly in like 15 20 minutes at his the most. fucking scientologist ass tom cruise yeah yeah he's uh i mean listen you know tom cruise when he uh when he was in that orgy scene was like eh, not the not the weirdest <laughs> cult i've ever not the weirdest <laughs> cult meeting i've ever it's been like, this is it the oh, fuck is this, Stanley? He's like, oh, this is pretty the tame, joke. pretty tame party. And Kubrick's like, what? Also, in that in that party scene, there are Freemason symbols mm-hmm. in there as well. Just to throw that out. Yeah, just uh, that's for conspiracy theorists. The thing is, Kubrick is the type of guy who puts stuff like that in his in his movies to make people think. Uh, I know, God. If you like the theories about this movie, you'd have a field day with The Shining. Holy shit. See, I haven't... I'm pr- I'm 99% sure I haven't seen any other Kubrick movie. Yeah, I don't think you have either. At least yeah. from what we talked about. But, like, in The Shining, there are... Uh, there are, like, fucking Native American symbols. There's a lot of, like... And they talk a lot about the white man's burden. Like, there's a lot of, like, stuff like that. Like, that, that movie... There is... A theory about that movie that Kubrick in it, um, because it shows like NASA, and this isn't a spoiler, like, this is literally like background scenes of the movie. That, like, in the movie, Kubrick, like, put like a thing for the moon because there was a theory that, like, yeah, mm-hmm. that, like, he faked the moon landing and, like, him yeah. putting that in the movie, was, which like, he did, him. by the way. Uh, all right, wonder. no, he didn't, <laughs> <laughs> he fucking did, he would have just fake, no, but, <laughs> but. It's stuff like that. And when you see stuff like that, like, could it be coincidental? Yes, but he's a very purposeful filmmaker. So I I think there is a part of Kubrick where he enjoyed... Troll. Yeah, I think he yeah. enjoyed putting stuff like that in his movie. And, and not he's even... the original 6 9 <laughs> I think that's the best God, we're, we're just combining Kubrick analogies with, like, the biggest <laughs> trash. Like, Zack Snyder, six, the 6 9 of 1969 over there. But fucking... fucking I think Kubrick. I don't even think he's doing it. <gasps> Dude, to be no, like- he is, bro. Hold up, because he just ratted out the elites. Dude, he is six nine. 
I hate I hate the world. <laughs> I don't want to. I hate it here, man. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick is six nine. Takashi six nine reincarnated. Have you got this out of your system? Yeah, I need. Come on, now I was I was doing pretty good. All right, it's pretty good. Right, you I'm got doing me. pretty good. Fifty minutes in, I, I didn't make a stupid comment. All right, God, it really has been fifty minutes. Quite a good movie. It's a good movie, mm-hmm. everybody. Anyway. But the thing is, I feel like when he puts stuff like that in his movies, it's not even to, like, troll. It's, like... It's to, it's to make you think about the themes of the movies. And, like, okay. think... And, like, give you, like, a kind of, like, something a bit to base it on. So when you see Freemasons in this movie, is it because he's referencing them? Like, well, yeah. But it's also... It could be, like... He makes the audience think, like, oh, it's like this. So, like, in The Shining, there's a lot of talk about, like, the white man's burden... So when it's talking about like white guilt or like a lot of it's like like the movies uh like the the hotel in The Shining is they tell say in the movie it's built on an Indian burial ground. Right. So a lot of that stuff's supposed to be like you Native know, the, American burial ground. Yeah, but it's also yeah yeah well they call it Indian burial ground. No fucking idiots and fuck Columbus. It, 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 I, this is a take you said I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. It took like how many episodes, but you finally said one. Anyway, to keep going, because I've been rambling at this point. But like basically, like when he puts stuff like that in his movies, it's for you to have a baseline for like, because what The Shining's really about is like, uh, like the main character going insane and like attacking his mm. family or whatever, and then that's kind of the baseline to like this character's guilt. You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. Am I making sense? No, but because I haven't seen it. Yeah, but in this movie, it's not like he's like, oh no, the Freemasons are real because I put them in my movie. It's like, this is a cult that are similar to the Freemasons. So the audience can have a baseline for it and can have like an idea for the movie's themes. And I also looked up all of his movies. I have not seen anyone except for this one. I might recommend another one in the future. I hope you do. I I feel like you'll like uh, Clockwork Orange. I might recommend that in the future. I feel like I would also like Space Odyssey because the reason it was made was because he made the fucking moon landing i'm telling you right now that movie's a work of genius probably the best film he's ever made and you would fucking hate it because it's really boring really no interesting listen i saw it when i was four i haven't seen it no actually i saw it recently because i had to do a paper on it but uh I saw it first when I was 14 and it was the most boring film I've ever seen in my life like I'm telling you you are going to hate it but it is a genius piece of art I will will not recommend it on this podcast I'll recommend it and then I'll shit on the movie yeah you'll be the guy you'll be like man who fucking recommended this shit you said it's a good piece of art what are you a fucking idiot I didn't recommend it I did not fucking idiot wise guy what the fuck anyway so kind of getting towards the ending uh basically fucking he confesses everything to Nicole Kidman she's like uh like upset about it or whatever they go to a toy shop a Christmas uh toy shop cause it's like around Christmas time and they have a very odd conversation about it do you know cause I, I forget the exact conversation do you know the basic like beats of the conversation I know the last line but like they they, <laughs> they talk about like dreams and how like you know they're they're still here like it should be a blessing we're both still here yeah Yeah. and it's like really weird and then at the end nicole says well there's one thing we need to do as soon as possible fuck and then the movie yeah so 
basically the conversation I find so I when I first saw the movie I didn't mind Nicole Kidman's character uh, now watching it I, I, I think she's actually kind of poorly written really I yeah I don't because at first I was like okay she's like the annoyed housewife I can get behind that mm-hmm. and she kind of still is that but I think the character is poorly written and I think Tom Cruise he's not poorly written but I think he, he's such a fucking annoying character in this fucking movie what what, what makes what makes you think she's a poorly written character? I'm not disagreeing with you. I just yeah. think what what makes you think that? I, I forget when I watched it and earlier today I had it exactly down, but I I don't like how the the way she thinks the the way she acts towards him. I just I don't like it. I think it it's very strange and it's not. I think she's poorly written because it's not explained more in depth. She's not in the movie enough. We don't get enough analysis from her. We don't she, understand her side she, more. She's a character that, like, I think is more there as an idea and, like, a thing to thrust the plot along to, like, really be... You see, it's, like, it's like weird, right? Because, like, her every scene she's in is, like, very good and it's a good character scene for her. I just feel like she isn't in it enough. But I also feel like her, her not being in there is enough is kind of the point. I guess because it's him kind of narcissistically going on this odyssey right and she's kind mm-hmm. of like resulted in the background so while he's out there because what i think this film more than anything is is like oh okay well not more than anything but i think a big thing of this mo- movie is like a male ego kind of like thinking he's hot shit and then realizing yeah. how low he is so in the beginning of the movie as like a broad thing he goes to what we think is a high class party and he's like oh yeah like i'm top shit whatever right and then his ego is like put down when his wife says yeah I fantasize about another man not cheating on another man fantasize about another man even though he himself has been kind of like uh, almost had sex with two women at a party so he goes on this odyssey he tries to do whatever right and then he realizes how small he actually is and that he really like he's a rich man but he really means nothing yeah and so he goes on this narcissistic journey trying to like prove something and his wife is in the background just teaching his daughter whatever and he's kind of like stuck in this situation where he can't do anything and she is also like well uh i guess we're just glad we're here because as like an institution like well we're married so i guess we love each other you know what i mean yeah so I'm not going to completely disagree with you. I think she could have been in the movie more, but I think I understand her role in the movie now thinking about it a little more. Well, I just think that the thing she says, right, like talking about, she actively tries to make him jealous, which I don't understand because that doesn't really do anything for any one of them. But also it felt very real. Like it felt like two ego-driven people. Like I could definitely see like a wife going to a husband being like wait a minute you only won't have sex with another girl because you're forced to because we're married like i could definitely see that right you're right but she did the she does the same thing no i know but like like i think that's kind of the point in that like she like fantasizes about other uh, men or whatever but i think she convinces herself that like it's because she loves her husband and he's using the excuse of like, oh yeah, because we're married, because I love you. And she's like, well, do you love him because we're only because we're married? Like, it's like, it's a very like husband and wife. Like, it's like a little argument that turns into like a giant fucking thing, basically. Like, I don't know, just for me personally, that the whole thing felt very real. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is real. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, it, it's very dumb, but it is real. No, I can see people doing that. Yeah. Um, I, th- thing... I think her role in the movie, just to end the I think her role in the movie is very defined, but I do agree that I wish she was in it a little bit more. Yeah, I think it, it would have helped out uh, for me to like her character, or not even like, just to uh, understand her character a little more mm-hmm. and give her a better presence. It is interesting, though, because, fuck, I had it in my head, too. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So, I was saying that why she's... It's funny I said this, because I I said why is she saying that. Like, it, it does nothing, right? Mm-hmm. It, all it does is just harm the relationship. And then the take, going back to them, they had a interesting take, huh? Uh, they said, it seems as though a lot of married couples do this anyway, where they lie, they have to lie to each other. And one of the first lines that you hear is the Hungarian guy go, isn't that just an easier form of like deceiving your loved one? Mm-hmm. Marriage. Which is interesting, because they kind of don't do that in this movie. Mm-hmm. They They tell each other everything to the point where you're almost kind of begging them to stop being so honest yeah actually yeah it's kind of like they both are honest with each other for the first time like ever and and it's kind of harmful and it kind of destroyed the real almost destroyed the marriage really yeah it made them both like really kind of secretly resent each other and made one of them go on like a weird sex voyage yeah Nicole Kimmy, you must be thinking, damn, you couldn't fuck anyone. I could do better than you. Like, she has to be thinking that, bro. Yeah, I... I It's... Nicole Kidman in the 90s, pretty good. She, she, I think Batman Forever, though. Yeah, I was about to say Batman Forever. That's the best one. Uh, She's actually very... I think she's very... I, I don't consider her really that hot, like, usually. Like, I'm not to, like, get on, like, a thing like this. But, like, I... For some reason, Batman Forever, I find her very attractive. I don't even know what it is. I think, I think it's the fucking fact that she wanted Batman. Because Batman, honestly, is I, someone. Maybe, maybe. Joel you think should... she did? You think she did that with Batman? Like, you think she was like fantasizing about others? Like, fantasizing about the Joker or the Penguin? She definitely fantasized about Jack voyage. Nicholson's Joker, or just Jack I think Nicholson. so. <laughs> and then like they go on a sex voyage. Or no, no, she definitely went on a sex voyage with uh the Penguin played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> I think, dude. Oh my god, I think that's a possibility. Anyway, yeah, yeah but it's yeah. interesting that I said that though uh, mm-hmm. about saying why would she say that? It's kind of like what he's getting at. Yeah, it's it's like what the director's getting at in terms of everyone has their eyes wide shut. Even they put on a mask in real life. You look at the opening scene, the opening party, compare it to, I guess, the the cult party. They're kind of similar. People are dancing. They have masks on. They're doing the things that they need to. It's actually quite opposite. It's also the complete opposite because everyone has everything covered except for their face. Mm -hmm. In the cult party, it's their face that's covered. Everything else is open. Yes. So you can kind of get it's kind of like. You could say sex is a form of like I mean like with like with the last line she goes, Yeah, the first thing we need to do is fuck. Because mm-hmm. I feel like sex is I mean, definitely in a lot of real life relationships, like there are some people who will stay in just a toxic ass relationship because the sex is good. Mm-hmm. That I've known in real life and that like I it's just like I I feel like there are relationship the reason she said that it was just like, okay, like 
we need to get all this pent up frustration out. Let's just have sex with each other, like loveless sex, and then it will all be okay. You also think now this is just something I just thought about recently, uh, and you can poke holes on this, obviously. Yeah. You think this movie also represents why the bottom are at the bottom and why the elite are at the top? Because you look at it, the elite, the most, all the masked men were men, and they weren't with their significant other; they were with prostitutes. Mm-hmm. And you have seen this happen multiple times in the movie. In the first opening, opening. 15 minutes you saw that it was the same prostitute mm-hmm. that was there so you think that it's focusing on how to keep the bottom down it's with the stupid shit like arguing about dumb shit like oh you fucked him or you want him or you don't want me stupid dumb shit like that yeah. but at the end of the day it's kind of miscommunication really and it's also animal instinct it's not thinking at a higher level yeah I mean there's definitely some of that in there I mean the thing is is like I don't think that's entirely ac- I don't know that's definitely interesting to think about because like yeah. what he's saying about like elites versus like the cop because by the end you're like oh no like Tom Cruise realizes yeah I am a common person like I'm just exactly. like, he's incredibly humbled and, and it, it's well I also think that like the elites are portrayed as like inhuman basically mm-hmm. yep the reptilians no, no, yeah <laughs> they are reptilian fucking uh mortal Kombat characters and uh they i i think it's like saying that like you know in order to be this elite you basically have to be inhuman like yes. no empathy no form of like anything and like even though tom you, you cruise remove is yourself you yeah. remove your mind from your body and you become separate right because yeah. when you want you're when they want pleasure they go all out Mm -hmm. and they have to do these fucking crazy ass rituals but they need to be it's it's so weird too because you look at these things happen in history all the time yeah right with 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 cult not just cult i think but when you look at there's another show i was watching um where it's historically high people and i think it was i think it's holland Mm -hmm. i think it's netherlands Uh, it's and it's they speak dutch too it's the fucking show it's weird but uh they do these rituals it's kind of like Oh, fraternities where they have people and they're like, all right, you're cut, you're cut, you're good. Yeah. They select them and they go through these weird rituals as well. Mm-hmm. And you look through history, there's a lot of fucking weird shit going on. Like Assassin's Creed, you know what I'm saying? They got oh, the Templars, man. they got the Assassins. What can I say? You, you just had to get Assassin's Creed involved. Sorry. Come on Let's now. Cancel everybody. The Templars, man. The Order, Order of the Ancients. I can see Michael Fassbender being in this movie. That's what I mean. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Shop Mattress Firm's year-end sale and put an end to junk sleep. Save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase, up to a $4.99 value. 
or shop top-selling brands and get up to 50% off select mattresses like Sealy Twin Mattresses starting at $224.99 or Serta Twin Mattresses at $349.99 and shop with confidence thanks to our low price guarantee only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store for details. <laughs> anyway, we've uh, we've talked about this movie quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, do you have uh, any any like theories or anything you want to talk about? Um, or... There was one. Okay, so I rewatched the last scene because I wanted to re-remember the conversation, like last night. And then there's like YouTube comments are like a cesspool of just like no, fuck like you, YouTube comments. No, but the thing is, you go on YouTube comments if you go on anything like that talks about like the Holocaust or anything. I remember I saw the trailer for Schindler's List on YouTube, and half of it was people saying the Holocaust didn't happen. Like so, that's hilarious. <laughs> like it's just like fucking the cesspool. But there was one weird thing, and it kind of goes back to the grooming thing. Where like, so Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman are talking, and they're like, and they're they're like their daughters, like, hey, mommy, dad, look at this, whatever. And they're like, oh, okay, whatever. And someone was like, oh yeah, there there's a part at the end where the daughter is like walking around with a bunch of old men. so but the thing is i rewatched it it was like kind of the old men didn't look at the girl at all they just kept walking and then she kind of like looked back and then turned and went towards their general direction like it's not like they they do that whatever but someone was like yeah like that the daughter is the sacrifice for tom cruise like seeing like the elites or whatever she also does walk past uh, this board game Mm -hmm. i think what is it called the inner circle or like the great circle happy circle something like that yeah she walks past that so it's like i that scene i didn't buy too much because watching it like i think you'd agree with me watching it's like it doesn't really come across that way but i thought it was interesting like that i think the main point of that last scene is to say don't have a daughter well i (laughs) i don't have just kidding don't have no i'm not kidding don't have children in general i'm not sexist don't have any kids okay that's fair enough too yeah that's a fair point that's fair enough i'm not gonna say that i think you shouldn't uh, never mind you know what let me not talk um (laughs) yeah but uh in terms of any other theories i mean thing is mostly i have no doubt that elites especially hollywood elites certainly exist but i just like for most things like this, especially because I've seen a lot of bad Stanley Kubrick theories over the years, like I've mm-hmm. seen them all. The, the Shining is a there's only a documentary about Shining like theories, and it's terrible because everyone because they get random people to just be in it, and it's like they just say the dumbest shit, and it's like the most like over. It's like what you thought my when I was talking about Punch Drunk Love the Superman thing. Like, it, it was, like, dumber than that. Like, it was, like, way... Like, it was, like, people were, like, oh, yeah, in this... Uh, the scenes actually shot a 69-degree angle, which is the fuck... It, like, it's, like, stupid, like, shit that, like... Even Stanley Kubrick wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. You know? So, like, I am hesitant to be, like, Stanley Kubrick saw fucking parties like this. He was, like, I'm gonna make the movie. Because... Do you know how many people are involved in making a movie? Do you not think that this... It's the same thing when people are like, oh, no, we're living in a simulation because the Matrix exists. Like, they're, they're like that's showing it. Like, do you think if the elites were so high, they would have let a movie like The Matrix even come out? Hold up. Wait, there's a bug. I just caught it. You can keep talking. I can, kill, I can still hear you, but I gotta okay. kill this bug. Okay. But, like, I just have a really hard time believing in things like, oh, 
dude, he is a this is like this shows like we're actually living in a simulation. Are actually controlled by elites? Do I think elites exist? Yes, but like, it's like I don't think Stanley Kubrick died because of this. I think he died because he was a very old man. How dare you? Yeah. So it's How dare uh, you? but yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like it's just like if yeah, no, no, I don't el- if elites really didn't want this movie being made it would have never gotten past pre-production oh yeah 100 100 right. I, I i like the theories because it's fun and i, and I want to oh, believe it oh it's very but, fun like i find yeah. it very entertaining like especially when it, it actually has some basis yeah but like the 30 minute cut getting cut and then yeah because like, stuff like that amazing. like people take it too far to like oh yeah it's being controlled whatever but i'm just like if there is 30 minutes i'm like i'm just wondering what those 30 minutes were I think there definitely was 30 minutes, and I genuinely think it was something that he did in it that he wasn't supposed to do. Because it, it the 30, it, I think I really saw a gap there, and I was like, and I'm, I, obviously I was looking for it, that's a key thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that does taint it a little bit, because mm-hmm. I'm actively looking for it. And the fact that you didn't see it makes me reconsider it, but... No, but I, I, no, because the thing is, when I'm re- remembering it, I do remember there was a weird cut after because he just kind of says the line and then it cuts back to the house. Yeah, like it just I cuts do, to him I do know in. which cut you're talking about, but like it didn't make me rethink as if like, huh, that was a there must like it didn't make me think like, oh, there's some scenes cut because it, it follows a logical progression. Like he just goes home and sees the mask. To me, I think. To me, I think there was just because then it ends after that, pretty much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no self-realization. I think maybe it was a scene where Tom Cruise realizes something, and that he was gonna act on something, and then he well, goes home, sees the mask. He's like, "Nope, I'm done." Well, no, I think he just like was told, and then like he realized he was in over his head, and like it came to fruition when like the mask was like on his bed, like the people were in his house, and that's when he was like. Oh my god, I'm gonna tell you everything, wife. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. But I think that it would have more impact if he realized something, was about to act on it, didn't do it because he's like, these motherfuckers just came inside my house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it could have been a better emphasis. That's why I think it was a 30 minute cut. Maybe. I don't know. I thought well, it was yeah, fine. It's all speculation. Uh, but, yeah, I can't. I, I know the cut you're talking about and if some if it came out that like yeah 30 minutes were cut like 100% like press release yeah 30 minutes were cut we're gonna release them I'd be like oh okay that makes sense yeah and I think out of everything I, that's where it would have been right yeah if there was one no that's probably where I, it I remember being like that was a weird cut but it's Kubrick so I'm like eh, like he's he has a bunch of weird cuts yeah so yeah um anything else no, I think I'm I'm good for now. When I think of other shit, we'll spice it in all the podcasts. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, this was eyes uh, wide shut. Two I th- coming I, out too. I think this podcast lived up to the hype. I think I we, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit too. It's like the movie talking like movies like this, like when it extends beyond like just basic filmmaking. That's uh, it's really entertaining. Do you have a Do you have a rating for it? I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a four out of five mm-hmm. because of Nicole Kidman's character. Uh, yeah, this is a really good movie. Um, thing is, I I just don't in terms of like like themes or whatever. I don't. 
the thing the thing is I like it but I don't connect with it as much as I connect with it I'm not even I don't think I'm rating it compared to what it is but what it is compared to other Kubrick movies because I do think a lot of his other movies are better than this but mm-hmm. I do think this is very strong but I do I won't even say this movie has like giant flaws to me like it's just like not as strong as like other stuff and I would like more Nicole Kidman in this movie uh, which, yeah. by the way, it's complete side note, but the soundtrack to this movie is fucking brilliant. Oh, that, that the, piano thing that, is that amazing. That piano key fucking... No, when he gets in the room and he sees the mask and the piano just, like, fucking freaks out like that, I was like... that. That's the type of thing that, like, gave... You know when you, like, you just have, like, an irrational, like... You're just, like, walking around at night in, like, your house. I was you, doing that. Yeah, irrational, like, fear. You know what I mean? Like When I first saw the movie, I started doing that. And I watched it in the daytime. Yeah. Like, I did, like, just irrational, like, even for, like, five minutes, you're just like, whoa, like, I, I, I should go, like, lock my door, like, you know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. that gave me that, seeing it at night, and that was, like, a, I haven't had that type of feeling for, in a, like, because of a movie in a while, so. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, all in all, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Okay, so we're I, the same probably rating. could, could go up to a 9 on a rewatch. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, it's, uh... It's a good. That's Stanley Kubrick. He's a pretty, were, pretty good guy. Pretty good. There were other things we're gonna talk about, like the Ghislaine Maxwell situation tied in, but like I don't, no real need to honestly. I mean, control the world. I yeah. mean, if you want to, yeah, we can. But yeah, I, I mean, it's basically like you we're all being controlled, and uh, you know the the wealth should be redistributed, and uh, you know the people should uh, take take control of the means of production. That's all I'm saying. And people are too dumb to do that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, seriously. <laughs> that's that's never good. We 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 can talk about though is the fact that we were talking about this on off off the podcast where if you get in and you become an elite, why the fuck would you change it? No, that's true. Well, the thing is, I feel like elites at this point, I feel like it goes down generations. So all they know is being an elite, and they wouldn't exactly. want to change a system where they're not elite. But let's say a new guy comes in. Why the fuck would you want to change it? I feel like it's such a tight-knit group, though. Like, in order to be, like... You'd have to be, like, a guy who, like... Would have to show commitment over the course of decades. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, you have to be, like, in your 60s or 70s to be considered a new member, and it's only to get your family in. You know what I mean? Even then, would you even have a family? I would. I would keep the generation going. No, but, like, would you, like... I don't know. Thing is, like, we talk about elites, but, like... It's people we don't see who are just way richer than we'll ever know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And For I sure. also want to make a very big point here. This is not race related at all. Like, this is not like, oh, it's the Jews who did it. Because those people are fucking <laughs> dumb. No, those people are dumbasses. And the people I'm talking about are people like. Have you heard about this? The NFL players? No. What? The NFL players have been, like, wait, supporting fuck, wait, the, disconnected. Uh, wait, don't stop talking. Fuck this stupid I'm not, shit. I'm not talking. Wait. Wait for it. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so Deshaun Jackson, star wide receiver of the Philadelphia Eagles, recently uh, put something on his story. I guess it's kind of related to this, because, like, I want to make it sure anti-Semitism of any form is bad because Deshaun Jackson put an, a fake Hitler quote on his Instagram. 
like it was like something anti-semitic about like black power or whatever and it was like i forget what it was exactly but it's i think i think it's actually a quote from uh a uh nation of islam member named louis farrakin do you know who that is no okay so he's a nation of islam member if you don't know he's very he's a very powerful member of the nation of islam you know very black power whatever but he's also islamophobic transphobic homophobic basically homophobic of everyone except for black people he's a very evil man and he contributed to the assassination of malcolm x wow and when that happened everyone was just kind of like oh okay like it's pretty bad you did that nobody has really been talking about it and a lot of black players have come up like no i agree with deshaun for like very hateful things and there's kind of an outcry from like everyone like wow why is nobody coming in the defense of jewish people right now but yeah but yeah like this is when we say elites i just want to make that clear because i feel like most elites are just very rich white men yeah it's just very rich white men who may may work in hollywood may work in business may work at companies whatever and they control more and have more stock into like voting and stuff like that than any regular lobbyists they change shit that need to be changed i mean an interesting thing if we touch on the jeffrey epstein situation real quick elites have other ways of controlling right and Mm -hmm. it's it's simple ways like the bill clinton situation where he was on his black book multiple times rode with them multiple times in fact i don't know how accurate this is but apparently he has a i can hear you drinking motherfucker um well, you see, I was I drank a whole Coke, and you you didn't hear that at all. No, I did. One, I did. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, that's embarrassing. But it wasn't as loud as this one was. Okay, that's fair. Drinking Coke? What are you fucking trying to do? A speedball piece of shit? Oh. But um, no. So apparently, there's a a painting. I don't know how accurate this is, but there's a painting of Bill Clinton in a dress that Jeffrey Epstein owns or had. That, bro, that's the president of the United States, and you're that, basically like, you're my bitch. That's, that's just stuff that like that's stuff that gives me nightmares really it's crazy. like that's like the idea that like the president has no real power which i mean considering the president we have now kind of relieves me but like, <laughs> but like i don't know it's just the type of thing where you're like jesus like we'll never really know who controls a lot of this stuff you know because i feel like the most rich men are like rich men who like actually do things who actually like do stuff like that like aren't like like you know like michael bloomberg because he ran for president but like they're, his friends like they're probably rich too yeah it, it's all one big circle and i've seen this firsthand and i find it fascinating because um i know some very not rich rich but i know some rich people uh and they go into their own circles mm-hmm. like private schools things like that and within the private schools you meet other kids um, yeah. They they have connections within other companies. They have basically they're friends with these guys, and they're friends with them at a young age. So it's like you get you build the connection, things like that. Um, it's it's a circle, mm-hmm. and they and they look they think a certain way. They look at people a certain way. I've seen it firsthand, and it amazes me. Yeah, it's like just you know. You can picture like a normal person, how a normal person will react to things and how he sees the world. And the, a person like that, because I've seen, I've, I not to, you know, flex that, you know, I fuck or anything, but I've gone on a date with a girl who 
she seemed like the type of person being the inner circle and she would tell me like yeah like my uh my uncle like hangs out with the trumps whatever and she just was like such an odd human being like just like seemed like a completely different world from like everyone else i've ever met why did why did why didn't it work out uh because she asked on a date whether i supported trump and i said no and she said bro i would have lied i would have lied I would have literally oh, bro, cause oh, t- oh oh also it didn't work out because on our first date she drove because yeah it was my freshman year she went to a different school she drove us somewhere she was high and she almost ran a red light even then bro just to just to go in that circle a little bit see what it what they're doing because I'm fascinated by it and I've seen it firsthand like oh, I said but like I want the, the more thing is her friend circle not not like the the you know the yeah, yeah, yeah. circle her friend circle she would like send me snapchats like my friend really wants to meet you and it was a man holding a giant sniper rifle and i said you know i think i'm good i don't want to be a bu- i don't think i want to like dip my toes into this world you know yeah what I mean? yeah like i'm just like nah the thing is i know especially in my because i go to a private college like i'm i'm i consider myself upper middle class like i can barely get into this school and so i know a lot of rich people but this girl was like rich to like in a degree that like that's what I mean. It, it, it's weird me out. Because yeah. I want to see what they do. Like, not just because, like, oh, how'd they get rich? But, like, what do they do? Because they because, all have their, they all have their little things in their head that they're, it's Yeah, because right. it's always, like, levels of rich. Because I know plenty of rich people yeah. who act very similar to, like, middle class people or, like, lower class people. Like, who act pretty normal. You yeah. know what I mean? So, it's, like, a weird type of, type of thing. I don't know. They, yeah. they just, like, are on our, another plane. And I'm not saying in terms of, like, their like quality of character because they're pro they're probably some of the worst people i know honestly yeah like they're another plane of like their brain is just somewhere else like they just see the world completely differently than anyone else and, and it's fascinating oh i th- yeah i find it very fascinating as well like and... not to like be next to them like be friends with them but like from a distance like jesus like just to observe oh yeah how, how do you go about your day what do you do well how do you think because mm-hmm. they're they're completely different. Um, they're completely different people, and it, and it's strange because it, it doesn't really make that much sense as to why they they act like that. In my opinion, because when you're talking about the elite of the elite, I understand that. I understand mm-hmm. them looking down at me, but like the people that are rich that are, that go to these schools, I'm just like, I like I don't get it because the the thing is, at least from my interpretation. When you're that rich, uh, you, especially, the way, especially I see the world, you can do disagree, is, like, I see the rich as, like, trying to keep as much tradition and, like, much, like, basically, like, the Norman Rockwell-type family thing going. You know what I mean? Mm. So, when people go send these kids to these colleges, and then they see people who, like, rebel against things like that, because college is where a lot of people rebel. Yeah. You know, they're very revolutionary, a lot of kids, like, protest, whatever, these rich kids they've been like basically sheltered and privileged their entire life they're like why would someone do that because they're ingrained in like the traditions of it of in a way these kids it's are america it's like tradition true. in like every fucking thing that america tries to sell us they completely have bought into from birth it's and funny like, they look this, at happens, these, this happens abroad as well oh i could definitely see it yeah it happens abroad to the same exact level it happens here. God, this podcast fucking rocks. Yeah. We're killing it. Yeah. This is our best one so far. Holy shit. Yeah. Man, this is this is good. 
this happens everywhere like to the same exact level like nothing changes and it's funny to me like because i'm a big fan of history and the reason i am is because not because oh i want to see what they did in the old times that's what i used to like but now Mm -hmm. it's patterns it's funny because you know why when anyone asks uh, asks a teacher why the hell do are we learning about history it's because they're like oh we want to avoid we want to know the things that happened in the past so we avoid it i'm like exactly but but i but you're told a fake history for half of your life you're told a fake history and also you're doing a terrible fucking job of not repeating it Mm -hmm. that's all they do is repeat it It's it's a cycle it's just so it's so weird because you know i think it was different between public and private because when i went to private school not to say this was like an inner circle or anything yeah, but yeah. i was told basically like i and everyone every kid who went to this catholic school was like kids from the area who like were like upper middle class like rich so mm-hmm. like doctors fucking policemen like fire like all like the bi- pretty big jobs of the area so we were told basically chris columbus hero founding fathers never did anything wrong you know, slavery ended as soon as Martin Luther King said, I had a dream. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to public school, that's, I feel like, more, in a way, like, more like they'll actually tell you what history is. You know what I mean? Would you say so? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And even, like, when you go in deeper, that's when you figure out that, oh, this one guy, and you know what I'm talking about, this one guy who people love and think is great, he's actually not that great. He's actually a dickhead a fuck he didn't do anything yeah um no this shit fucking fucking ben franklin what an ass <laughs> how dare you tom no thomas jefferson honestly even in public school they told me that guy fuck that guy really what'd he do he he raped his slave girls uh who were like underage and they had children and he didn't free them and then he'd go out in public and be like yeah i he would first of all incredible hypocrite who would say like oh yeah the black man is inferior and then similar to washington when he felt like there was a progressive upswing and like that history would look at him poorly he said yeah like they're not and they're not inferior like they we are equal like one day slavery will end but he never let his like children who he impregnated his slave girl with out of slavery Mm. just listen when I look at certain historical figures, like, I I, don't, I try not to do, take the easy way out in terms of it. Like, I don't, I try not to, like, like, the Twitter way. You know what I mean? Like, oh, problematic, canceled. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, because, like, okay, yes. Are they terrible by today's standards? Yes. But I, I try to be like, okay, this historic, from this historical point of view is this person more progressive than other people of their time i consider that something of value even though i know back then the way they grew up whatever george washington he would do some pretty evil things but he also did some good things thomas jefferson did a lot of good for america but he also had some very bad things that were very unprogressive even though he would claim things that were progressive but the reality is he would do very evil things abraham lincoln did he actually care about the slaves? I don't know, but he did free them and he did create a more progressive trend in America going forward. So right. I consider that valuable. That's better than, well, uh, he said this at one point in 1853, 20 years before he died, canceled. 
Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I, I think Lincoln that. cares. He's fucking dead. Like, what kind he, of stupid he, people, bro? They're canceling dead people. Who cancels dead people? They're dead. They're already canceled, motherfucker. Yeah, it's... It's dumb. It's stupid. Andrew Jackson, that guy deserves to be canceled, though. He's, he's <laughs> a monster. <laughs> I, I agree with Twitter on that one. Well, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> you know the funny part, bro? This is like... So we're talking about Twitter. You know Kanye's running for president, or he was? I don't know if he still is, but uh, I've he heard was. two different yeah. stories. He I don't dropped think, yeah. out of the race, and yeah. then he's back on over the course of five minutes. And, yeah. like, I don't know. One day, I'm going to have the ultimate Kanye rant on this podcast, <laughs> and it's going to be great. Because well, I, I considered him a, uh, someone to look up to at one point. Well, with, with me, it was um, it was just Twitter. And this, this, this one stupid fucking bitch went... And went out and tweeted something. Now you know me. I don't. I don't like when people say shit in in terms of they they, they start believing their own hype. They mm-hmm. start thinking something that they're not. You mm-hmm. know these fuckers who think they're making a difference and they're really not. I I can't. I, s- I mostly have a problem with it when it's they're doing that and they consider real activism not worthy. Yeah. And that's that, that's the problem. It man. really pisses me off when people do that and they start because it, it's the fact that everyone thinks that their voice matters. It doesn't. It, it really doesn't. And and no. it, honestly, it shouldn't either because there's so many people who are willfully ignorant. Um. But anyway, she said something of the fact that if uh if you think that voting for Con- if you're gonna vote for Kanye West because you think it's funny, then it, you're one of the big issues in this. America that we have now because you are safe and you think you're safe enough with Donald Trump uh, you're not affected by his rules stuff like that and I was just like who the fuck are you talking to like the, the people that are on that platform half of them they're they, well most of them they all support the Joe Biden anyway or they just don't like Trump so who the fuck are you preaching to and the people that think it's funny to vote for Kanye West weren't like they weren't going to participate in the vote anyway you think the people that are serious are going to do it no yeah no i i do agree with you yeah because 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 it's mostly like i I just yeah i'm just like that made me want to vote for kanye by the way (laughs) okay well then that's not the right message just just to fuck just to fuck with them like i was just like all right because I will obviously I'm not gonna be like oh I'm gonna vote for fucking Kanye he like but mm-hmm. the fact that you ha- you think that you posting that tweet does anything to change my mind go fuck yourself yeah it's it's uh, it's terrible because like the per the people who would actually take the election seriously aren't gonna be like except oh god did you see Chance the Rapper's Twitter no god this fucking idiot. He was like, he was basically claiming, I don't, I don't want to dumb down what he was saying because it was more complicated in its stupidity. But basically, he was saying like, oh yeah, it's racist if you don't vote for Kanye, and like, he's smarter than Biden, and like everything. And I'm like, well, the thing is, Chance the Rapper was basically being like, attacking people for not voting for Kanye, and I'm just like, what are you, an idiot? Hey man, at least Kanye, Kanye can remember his lines on stage. All right, that's all. That's all I want to say. All I'm saying is, Kanye West literally <laughs> is having a bipolar episode, 
And yeah. I'm not saying this to yeah. mean it. He no, no, is yeah, genuinely yeah. losing his damn mind. Yeah. Like, we always say, man, he's crazy. Name one genius that ain't crazy. But I don't know. I guess we all, at a certain point, should have literally said, like, no, like, you don't have to, like, you need help. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I part of the problem, because I'd be like, because people would be like, oh, man, he's, like, crazy. Like, he needs help. I'm like, nah, but that's part of the genius, you know? People are like, feeding into it. Yeah, like, you're feeding into the ego, and now it's at such a point where he thinks he can do anything. And it's and good. And it's like, he's, like, everything wrong with, like, American exceptionalism, you know? Well, no, yeah. he's everything right and wrong with it, because he believes in himself so much that he creates these genius pieces of art. Like, he makes terrific music, you know, before Jesus is king. But, <laughs> but he also does stuff like this where he thinks he can do anything and it will just it it's acceptable and that's not how the world works get gifty this season at bloomies a first of its kind highly edited new concept store in the mosaic district you'll find all the best names in fashion for men and women like balenciaga Givenchy, alc ghani golden goose deluxe brand on running and so many more just in time to wrap up your holiday shopping and treat yourself to something incredible plus mention this ad and receive a special gift next time you stop by see you soon at bloomies Offer valid one per customer while supplies last. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. Well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And anyway, the, uh, any other words on Eyes Watch Shut? <laughs> <laughs> Elitism is king. Elitism, you're all being controlled. Uh, please, everyone, seize the means of production. Uh, they won't do that. Don't, don't give them false. They're, <laughs> these fuckers aren't going to do that. Let's be honest. Come on, comrades. We will rise again. Shut your stupid ass up. <laughs> oh, God. So call me fuck. Uh, anyway. Anything else? No, I'm, uh, I'm good. Any, we we, we talked for quite a bit. I mean, this is a... Are you going to title this one just like Eyes Wide Shut yeah. and Society? No, no, just Eyes Wide Shut. I, something of Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut is... Listen... I told you in the beginning when we first started this that this would be the podcast to look forward to. I don't think we've disappointed. I think we I think we had a pretty good I think we peaked. Stuff. Yeah. So, is this episode ten? This is chapter ten, right? Yeah. Chapter ten. Wow. It took us months to get chapter ten. <laughs> Can you just like clip the part where uh what is it? I I say like when we talk about elites, we're not talking about Jewish people. Can you just, like, take that and put it right at the beginning? Because I feel like there's going to be an hour of, like, oh, are they talking about? Like, no. No. And if you think that it's, like, just Jewish people and you use it as an excuse to be anti-Semitic, you are part of the problem. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. I could clip that forward. Yeah. It's, it's weird, though, because we don't have an intro. So, like, it's gonna. Oh, whatever. Hey, whatever. Hey, we'll so, uh, just me being like, hey. You were thinking of it being anti-Semitic? Stop. Just like that's that, the intro. That's the intro right there? 
Yeah, <laughs> right there. Watch. I'll clip that up. Just okay, no, that's the intro. no, no context. This is still the intro. <laughs> okay, okay this, this is the intro. Okay. okay, that's fine. This is this is still all the season intro. means anyway. production. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you are still listening, give us a rating on on iTunes. Um, hopefully you guys will be kind. If not, oh fucking well, we're not going anywhere unless I'm, I'm not going. Yeah, we're not going. We, we don't. We don't. We can't get canceled because we're not going to go anywhere. So, yeah, uh, we don't have an audience enough to have people care enough to cancel us. Even even if we did, no, I, no, I wouldn't. The care. day the day I'm going to get excited is when we have a big enough audience to the fact that someone cares enough to like message us like, hey, like it's actually very easy to check to see how many people watch your podcast <laughs> <laughs> like like the message like yo it's actually really easy like you guys are kind of idiots like i'll Dude, be excited that happens when we get- mad quick on youtube bro like people like just hate me on youtube already no everyone hates everybody on youtube like, it, like youtube it's literally accessible it's so weird because i'm like I, all right so since this is at the end of the podcast where i can go on a tangent this one guy commented on my assassin's creed but you know this always happens on assassin's creed. oh yeah it's always like a random like assassin's creed reveal video like i feel like it's like your most inoffensive videos dude it, it is and so this it's 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 the different version of assassin's creed right so like the gold edition ultimate edition that's what this guy got pissed off at yeah. so he goes on to say oh my god bro i don't care about your life story i just want to hear the fucking news and he was like stop stretching it out to 10 minutes mm-hmm so what I say, because you know I like to bait people, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about engagement. So if he comes back and gives me more comments, it just ups the, the criteria of the video. It goes higher in the rankings. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. So originally what I had thought is he commented on the eight-minute video. So I was like, you're stupid. Like, the video is nowhere close to being ten minutes. He actually commented on an 11-minute video. Right? But that's fine. Because what do people love more? If, if you watch Sherlock... Like the the TV show, you'll get this, and it makes so much sense. People love to correct you, right? Oh, absolutely. They love to correct you. So what I made sure to do was fuck up in how accurate I was at calling him out, so he would respond. Mm-hmm. So this man puts actually the video is eleven minutes long. Uh, so yeah, you it, like you you did stretch it out. Uh, and you're stupid. That's basically what he says. Mm-hmm. So, and so basically what I respond with is saying that hey buddy uh, first of all there's no money there's no ads on the video so I'm not making any money out of it uh, secondly it doesn't matter how long the video is anymore it matters how long you watch for so if you only watch for two minutes and it's a 10 minute video it doesn't matter I don't make as much money as if you watched a five minute video the entire time Yeah. third of all uh, I said I, I forget I said something like oh I think I said uh you keep coming back and commenting on my videos so that you're giving me three times the engagement, three more views, like, go fuck yourself. Well, I didn't say go fuck yourself. I said, I'm not that stupid, buddy. And he was like, first... And then he responded, right? Now, I'm, gonna get it, I'm not going to get into details anymore because... But basically, he responded again and addressed all the points I made. <laughs> what the fuck? And then at the Why? end, right? He addressed all the points he, I made. Going so far into detail to saying that I actually I'm on PC, so I hit the reply button, so I don't come back and watch your video. I just respond to your comments. And then he put the XD. I'm like, dumbass, you're still giving me views because you keep commenting. So other people will watch it. And then at the end, he goes, you sound like you're in your 20s, um, so stop acting like a child. And yes, you are stupid. I was like, 
So I go, uh, I'm I'm not in my twenties. I'm a teenager. I'm I'm actually not. Uh, but sir, sir, I'm twelve. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm sixteen. Uh, I say, so he goes, you're you're acting like a fucking child, and I'm like, motherfucker, I'm not even in my twenties. I'm a teenager. Second of all, I didn't put this, but I was like, I'm the one acting like a child. You're the one who keeps commenting back. <laughs> so I was just like, sir, I'm not a uh, twenty. I'm actually, um. I'm actually a teenager. You are right, though. I am a dickhead because he called me a dickhead. So I'm like, yes, you are right. I am a dickhead. And I was like, at the end, I was like, I apologize if uh, this upset you in any way. I'm, no, I gave like the most generic apology. I was like, I'm sorry if you felt like that. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. And and he basically ended it because I was like, he had no comebacks anymore. And I was like, was you it, know what? Were, I'm gonna look. Were, like, were these the only comments on the video? No, I wish, right? I oh fucking Oh my god, wish. if it was the only one, like, you just, like, go on a random Assassin's Creed, it's just a fucking feud happening. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, like, a blood. But he's like, the 30, only one with that problem. Comments. Now, there were some dislikes on it, but there, he was the only one with that problem. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong with this guy? And he, one of the things know. he said, he was like, You're, you seem like such a, you look like such a dickhead for responding to my comment. What YouTuber responds to a comment? Not even a hate comment. I was like, first of all, it is a hate comment. Second of all, YouTubers do respond to their fucking viewers. Like, what? You're a moron. You know, I, I just hate it here, man. It's so hate... weird. Why, find... why, 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 do, why do... Why does media treat us this way? I find it so funny, though. I love it. Because, like, I, I want more. Because the trolls get trolled. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's so funny. Dude, there was another guy who posted a comment. You know how they keep deleting comments? Mm -hmm. After I shitted on him, he deleted the comment. <laughs> Jesus he, Christ. This is the last one, I promise. He watched, he, he looked at my title, which was Everyone Hates the New Assassin's Creed, clicked on it, commented, speak for yourself, you idiot, and then left. <laughs> I was like, speak, what the fuck? Speak for yourself, dumbass. And you know the funny part? In the video, I'm defending Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's like, oh, every, you, you're basically like saying like, oh yeah, like there's a high majority that like dislikes something. Like it'd be like if someone put, everyone hates the Last Jedi, and someone's supposed speak for yourself, buddy. Like <laughs> okay, I'm just, like, what is what is he getting offended at? That like the title is like he, you're proclaiming that a lot of people other than you dislike it. Dude, like, he didn't what? watch the video. <laughs> like he literally like saw it, the there's title, just so many like logical fallacies. Like he's like. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should have titled it like everyone hates a new assassin's creed and me <laughs> or except me like it, it, i don't know like it's so stupid oh my god stupid bruh. like oh that's it was so funny and then i commented i replied back to him i was like i was like in what part did i say i was speaking for the entire fan base and i said i also was speaking for myself and so he basically quotes the title of the video he's like the title of the video is Everybody Hates Obsess. But I couldn't see the full comment because he deleted it right after. Just... He realized it was a fucking idiot. That's the shit I have to deal with, bruh. This is Assassin's Creed. This isn't politics. Dude, I didn't even know like that game still had fans besides you. That's what I mean! God. Morons, man. But if you guys not stood, stood this far, wow. Yeah, I think the, I think after the Assassin's Creed brand, it was uh, RL. I think I think uh, if you if we could look at like trends, like a like a how YouTube <laughs> has like trends, like whenever Assassin's Creed mentions, it's just like a straight line to the bottom, <laughs> just like straight down, like oh. literally not like not like a like to the right, like literally like down, like like vertical, <laughs> vertical. 
Yeah, like, they're like, all right, I'm out of here. Well, I think we should get out of here as well. Yeah. Uh, is it time for me to recommend something? Oh, I forgot that we do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, this is going to be a... Uh... Oh, this is... I forgot about this, too. Holy shit. Oh, we got, uh, we got some... If you did stick around, you're going to get some pretty exciting uh, news right now. So, I am going to recommend a film. Currently, uh, the film I'm recommending uh, for the po- uh, two podcasts from now is a film called My Dinner with Andre. It's a, is that on uh, HBO Max? That is on HBO Max, I believe, okay. if you want to check for me. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a film I've always... This isn't a film I've seen. It's a film I know a lot about. I've seen scenes of. And uh, I think it'd be very interesting. I don't know if you're going to like it, Rick. Uh, I don't Probably know not. if you're going to like any of the films I ever recommend. Uh, I've been pretty good so far, except for Punch Drunk Love. But yeah. uh, this is a this is a film that reminded me of a certain dynamic. Uh, so I I really wanted you to watch it. I, I really want to experience it myself. I could hate it, too, because I've actually never seen it. So Is this man in... I've seen this man. Oh, uh, Wallace Shawn, I think his name is. Yeah. The actor, yeah, he's a uh, he's pretty. What's he in fucking he's a, Gossip he, Girl. He's a pretty big, uh, not a pretty big actor, but he he's been in like quite a few films. He does a lot of animation roles. He's in a uh, Toy Story. His oh, voice, if you heard his voice, you'd recognize him. But yeah, the reason I say two podcasts from now though is because the next podcast is a uh, kind of a special episode, Rick. We're we're gonna be diving deep into. For once, a because uh, you know we've been we we've, we've been here for ten episodes, so we're like, Wait. why don't we do something new? <laughs> Stop talking, huh? <laughs> yo! Uh, I don't even want to cut. I don't even want to cut any of this out. What? Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jesus Christ! We're so dumb as Fucking clown college. <laughs> That's where he goes. <laughs> oh, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, which I just start from like. No, 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 you're good, you're good. I'm gonna keep all this in. Oh, okay. We're, anyway, we're so. doing a special episode. <laughs> uh, we're gonna, you know, just a special one-off. Like this is gonna, this isn't gonna be like chapter eleven. It's gonna be like special one-off. We're gonna look at a television series that uh, I recently. Oh, he is in Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna look at a television series, and that series is going to be Mad Men. Uh, Boo. You 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 agreed to this. <laughs> Fuck you. We're gonna talk about Mad Men, starring John Hamm, uh, January Jones, uh, you Fuck. know Elizabeth Moss, very good actress. Uh, and uh, it's made by Matthew. Thought it was Wiener, but it's Wiener. Weiner. No, I it's thought Matthew, it was Wiener too. Matthew Weiner. <laughs> Wiener, Wiener. <laughs> yeah. So be excited for that I'm one. That's friends. gonna come uh, pretty soon. Now, by when soon, I mean, who? I'd have no idea because uh, the last episode still wasn't uploaded. So, we'll see. But anyway, yeah. It's just not my fault, you know. man. It's Technically, it is. But... There's a lot of shit going on. Fuck you. When are we going to do Doctor Who? <laughs> Never. <laughs> and with that note, ladies and gentlemen, we sign off. Goodbye forever. Goodbye.
Get gifty this season at Bloomies, a first-of-its-kind, highly edited new concept store in the Mosaic District. You'll find all the best names in fashion for men and women, like Balenciaga, Givenchy, ALC, Ghani, Golden Goose Deluxe Brand, On Running, and so many more. Just in time to wrap up your holiday shopping and treat yourself to something incredible. Plus, mention this ad and receive a special gift next time you stop by. See you soon at Bloomies. Offer valid one per customer while supplies last. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.